Well, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this year's Thanksgiving is probably a bit different from years past. And I'd imagine that it's probably even different from last year's celebration. I mean, just last year, many of you were not spending time with uh, family or friends at a big sit-down meal. And as for service, well, we were gathered upstairs in the parking lot. This year, some things have changed. Some of you are probably much more comfortable having a Thanksgiving dinner in your home with guests. And of course, we're gathered here in the sanctuary once again, but, but it's still different. We're all still wearing masks. Still others might be joining us for tonight's service with, uh, with a live stream, which, which has been a tremendous blessing, but as you know, it's not the same as being here. Right? This year's celebration of Thanksgiving, it's different. COVID is still here, and many of us are over it. The impact that the virus has had, on, uh, had globally as well as locally is it's vast and complicated because it's impacting not only people's health, but also the economy. And we're feeling the impact. Last year, we wanted normal to return, but now we're not so sure what normal looks like. And the normal that we're currently experiencing is one that's marked by stress and struggle that, that we haven't experienced as individuals, as a community, and as a country for a good number of years. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we're gathered here this evening, whether in person or, or online. I'm thankful because tonight we get to consider an alternate perspective than our current context. We get to consider a context outside of our own that speaks to us here and now because it's a perspective that's, that's based on faith in Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, the, the readings for Thanksgiving, well, they're always the same year to year. That much doesn't change. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, we hear that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And then we have Luke chapter 17, where we read about Jesus and the, the ten lepers. All are cleansed, but only one comes back to give thanks. And then, of course, we have Paul's letter written to the churches in Philippi. Philippians 4.13. How many of you can say that from memory? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That verse has been seen on just about everything from motivational posters to jewelry to workout clothes so that, you know, as you're, as you're pushing up plates in the gym or as you're running your first marathon or, you know, uh, going for that big sale or even just trying to shed those extra pounds or whatever personal goal it is that, that you set your mind to, you, you remember that, that Jesus it gives you strength and well, you can do it. I pray that it's no shock to you to hear me say that Paul had none of that personal gain nonsense in his mind as he wrote these words. So let's look at the context. Now, Paul is writing these words from prison, and not the prison gym, mind you. He had previously been persecuted by the Jews. He was wrongfully arrested and beaten for his preaching, 
And at one point, Paul makes a, an appeal to Caesar as a Roman citizen. Well, so what, you'd say? He appeals to Caesar so that he's protected from the Jews. Well, that sounds like a smart move. Well, no. Because Paul's appeal to Caesar isn't an attempt to escape persecution. He's actually going further into the lion's den. His appeal to Caesar granted him an audience with the Lord of the land. But the message that he proclaimed, that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, would cost him his earthly life at the very hand of the Caesar that he appealed to. Paul is in prison for his faith in Christ and for proclaiming that Jesus is Lord in a world well, that believed that Caesar was Lord. As he's in lockdown, Paul is free to write letters to the churches that he has visited or established. And in this portion of the letter, Paul is giving thanks. He's giving thanks for the care and the concern that he had received from the churches in Philippi, even while in prison. Now, whether they sent him care packages or even simple letters of concern voicing their prayers for Paul, he responds with a statement that should be shocking to everyone. He wrote, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. As he reflects on his missionary journeys, his travels, his his preaching and his teaching and his reactions to it in various places. He says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then from his captivity, he writes, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul has learned contentment in Christ. And it's clear to Paul that his contentment is not based on his circumstances, past or present. His confidence is not based on what he had or, or any fame or popularity that he had experienced. His contentment is in Christ who strengthens him and brings him through whatever fleeting circumstance that he is in. Paul's contentment lies in the eternal word of God. And I'm not referring to the scriptures here, but Jesus, the word of God who is made flesh. See, Paul knows that if Jesus suffered, if Jesus died, if Jesus rose, well, Paul would too. He was absolutely convinced of Jesus' power over sin and death. He remembered that he was baptized into Jesus' death and resurrection, and this was the source of Paul's courage. That Paul's life was found in Jesus. See, that's what gave him strength. Now, Paul was encouraged that others believed the same, and and they acted on their conviction. While Paul couldn't provide for his needs in this time, his brothers and sisters in Christ did. The communion of saints were another way in which the Lord strengthened and encouraged Paul in this time. 
to think about our context for today. I'll speak a little personally here, and I'll have to confess to you that, that for me, I'm often content when things are going well. I'm content when payday comes. I'm content when doctor's bills are covered, when food is on the table, when I feel like I'm well-liked. I'm content when I have all the comforts of this body and life. I tell you the truth, if that's all that I'm content with, and if that's all that I find my contentment in, well, then you and I both know that I'm content in the wrong things because these things just don't last. It's worth our consideration this evening to reflect upon those temporal things in which we find contentment. And if those things are the things that become the thing that are our source of contentment, it's time for us to confess, to repent, and to be absolved, to use them rightly. It's worth our time this evening to give thanks to God for all the comforts that we are afforded for this body of life, because there are many. Remember your small catechisms, Luther gives us a good start. God has given me my body, soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason, my strength, uh, my senses, and he still takes care of them. He also gives me my clothing, my shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land and animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it's my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. Faith sees that every good gift comes from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is most certainly true. But faith that only receives the comforts of the flesh, it's shallow faith. It's worth our consideration to give thanks, to give thanks even for the stress and for the struggle that we endure in life that drives us deeper in faith to Christ. It's worth our consideration to give thanks to God for His strength in our lives, especially, especially when our strength fails. It's worth our consideration to thank and praise, serve and obey our Lord and Savior for all that He provides for this body and life and, and for the life that is still yet to come. For the resurrection life comes only through suffering through self-denial, through death. Those who come out of the great tribulation are those whose robes have been made white by the blood of the Lamb. It is Jesus who brings you through suffering, who enables self-denial, who died your death that you might live. It is Jesus who brings you out of the great tribulation out of these gray and latter days. And it's because of Jesus, it's also worth our consideration to think of the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ among us. Who among us is struggling that could use some encouragement? 
I'm sure you could probably think of one or two. Who among us is in need of prayer? A visit? A meal? Or more? See, the Lord has brought you into the communion of saints so that he might strengthen others even through you. Who might you bless in the coming days? Or maybe, brothers and sisters in Christ, maybe right now, maybe you're the one in need. And like Paul, a brother or sister in Christ has and continues to minister to you. See, that's the beauty of it. The Lord calls us into a community so that we might be a mutual encouragement to one another. I pray that we would see that through the eyes of faith, I pray that we'd see this through the eyes of faith, and that we'd practice God's love with one another. And in all circumstances, that the love of God would be proclaimed in our words and our deeds. In our celebration of Thanksgiving might, might look different this year from past years. The situations in our lives and the context in which we live, well, those are always going to be changing, be it individually or communally. But to whom we give thanks to will always remain the same. For Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is strong when you are weak. He remains faithful to his promise to never leave or forsake you. He is your life, your hope, and your salvation. Jesus is Lord, and he is strong to save. Thanks be to God. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.